back to another episode of We Miss Sports, the name that never makes sense, but now this podcast has turned into something pretty short. We give quick bites about sports news, sports business, real sports, sports tech, fake sports, a little bit of random news bites. Whatever we find interesting, we will talk about on this podcast. Yeah, it's just, you know, two guys in studio chit-chatting. Yep. Um, Why don't we get right into it? Yeah, we're going to rattle off some things, what we got on the agenda, a little bit of NBA, Summer League's going on. A uh, little bit of football news. They've been in the news recently trying to expand into the Olympics, actually, so that's interesting. Um, I don't know. We got a bunch of random stuff. I just h- touched on a few different things. Yep. Um, like I said, we'll talk maybe some NCAA basketball, uh, and then we're going to talk fake meat, or actually real meat. Matthew Barry called it quits. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, big oh. fantasy analyst. Yeah. Um, where should we start? Do we talk about, let's talk about the NBA first. Cause they're the actual one that's, you know, kind of in season sort of. Yeah. So NBA is in the off season. Um, and you know, there's free agent signings, some players are getting traded, all the, the sorts. Um, one team that's in an interesting sort of situation, uh, amongst many, but we're going to focus on this one is the Utah jazz. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they traded, uh, franchise center, Rudy Gobert to Minnesota, Leaving Donovan Mitchell, their uh, like three-time All-Star now. Maybe at, at this point, we fall four-time. I don't even know how long he's he's been. But uh, previously, you know, untouchable, no trade list. But uh, Woj tweeted yesterday or two days ago that t- uh, teams are reaching out to Utah, and Utah is now being receptive about moving Donovan Mitchell. Danny wants to clean house. Danny wants a clean house. I mean, what they said makes sense. They've made the playoffs for the past, like, seven years. They haven't made it past the second round. They're paying too much. They have no draft picks. Like, it's not necessarily the funnest team to root for. So they not panning out. No. So they want a clean reset. Uh, Rudy Gobert had said when he got traded that their trade window had closed, um, to which Danny Ainge and some of the other people involved in the front office kind of agreed with. They're like, you know what? He's, he's not wrong. So... They're looking for a reset there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell probably wants to go to a big-name team. Uh, I'm sure the Lakers are in the fold. New York's probably always in the fold. Uh, Miami. Um, unsure where he'll end up. I just want him to stay out west. Right. There's enough, there's enough talent in the east these there's days. enough talent. Stay, stay your ass out on that side of the country. I'd like to see him go to L.A. That would be sweet. But that would probably mean a, a Westbrook swap, and, and nobody wants that. Dan, Danny Ainge wouldn't, wouldn't have that. You know, I think I think I could see Russ rocking it out in Utah. Oh, Russ, yeah, yeah. probably playing with those those bums. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on in the NBA? So, Joel, this isn't summer league related, but Joel Embiid is now. I don't know how he swung this, but he's now allowed to play for France nationally. So in the Olympics, um, and if France has Joel Embiid, they could be uh, pretty darn good. If you ask me, yeah, I mean the French, the French basketball team's already uh, damn good. So I mean, this is a huge bump for them. I'm not like you said. I'm not sure how he swung this. But, I mean, I believe he's just gained French citizenship. Right. Um. So unsure what his motivations are behind that. Surely it's more than just to play basketball. He likes uh, France. He likes France. Yeah. And so uh, I'm just here. Let me let me find the French national basketball team. Uh, should have done this before. The team that Tony Parker built. Yeah, I mean, so they're currently ranked fourth in the FIBA World Rankings. So obviously there are no slouch. I imagine the teams ahead of them, just guessing, but it's definitely USA, uh, definitely 
Spain probably in there. Perhaps China is in there as well. Maybe Germany. Maybe. Um, uh, Maybe Russia. I don't know. Well, Russia can't really do anything nationally anymore. So. No, yeah, that, that that's uh, that ship sailed. But yeah, I mean, looking at their team, you know, they've got <laughs> actually it's not the, the the sexiest of teams, but the it's start, how they play together. The Sam. starting five as of late is Theo Maladin. Uh, that's an NBA guy. Uh, Evan Fournier. Uh, Fournier, Tim- Fournier is a problem in yep. international yep. waters. Timothy uh, Luau Cabaret, you know, former Sixer. Uh, Gershon Yabusele, you know. Uh, Celtic, former Celtic, former yeah. Celtic, yeah, uh, Gobert, um, and then you got Vincent Poirier, uh, also former Celtic, Frank Nidalkina, um, Victor Wembanyama. Dude, they could low key, low key be a problem well, in like you, three years. Well, you add Embiid to that team, that's a serious team. Embiid, Fournier, Wembanyama, and yep. Gobert. Yep. That's a that's a that's a squad and a half. Dude. Serious squadron. Serious that's squadron. a good team. Um, Obviously, there won't be. I mean, there's worldwide basketball kind of year round, but I mean, it won't be until what? The Olympics is 2024. 20, 24. Oh, which is okay, kind of right. soon. Yeah, no. Because they soon. had to postpone 2020 to 2021, right. so yeah. it feels recent. Yeah. It, that's all it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, in other NBA news, though, um, <laughs> it's funny. We're, we're already, we usually save the rapid fire for later, but um, we could do admit. So, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, um, Announced that he is open and receptive to lowering the age of entering the league from 19 uh, to 18. Uh, it was previously 18 up until 2005. They changed it uh, just to give players a little bit more of an opportunity to mature before entering the league. Um, that being said, uh, the previous rule gave us Hall of Fame players such as uh, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, LeBron, LeBron James. James, Dwight Howard. Um, but yeah, J.R. So Smith. J.R. Smith, people forget. Um, and so there, the reason is that the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, is set to potentially expire. Um, granted, he thinks that they'll reach a deal uh, beforehand like they did in 2016. Nobody wants a lockout. Nobody wants a lockout. Um, that being said, originally Adam Silver was uh, in the camp that the, the league minimum age should actually be expanded to 20. Um, so right now, essentially, a, a player needs to be removed from high school for a year. So for some players, traditionally, that's to go to college and become potentially a one-and-done. Uh, more recently, players are kind of exploring alternative routes, whether that's playing uh, overseas, playing in the G League, whatever, whatever. But Adam Silver has basically said like, um, that you know, uh, with the things like the NIL, some changes in uh, society, whatever that said, but he, he said societal changes um, and also even backing from the NCAA uh, committee that they should just lower the age back to 18. NCAA saying we don't want the one and dones anymore. They don't take want. Em. They don't want the kids making nine mil no. in college. They no, said nobody wants. Take them. Take them. Take them. Yeah. Take them off our hands. Um, well, you know who's really whispering in Adam Silver's ear? It's 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 the king. It's Le- LeBron. Because you know there's a certain child of his that's about to come through the league. And, you know, LeBron's getting old. He doesn't want to sit around forever wait for this kid. He might as well, nope. you know, do what he can to get that get that age lowered. Yeah. I mean, that that I can see. But I think just in general, too, I mean, the rationale behind being a one-and-done, like, I, I've said this to you multiple times. I might have even said this on the pod before. But obviously going to college for a year is amazing. But for some of these players, they probably could and maybe would be better suited just playing 
professional basketball right away. The talent is there. Potentially, the I mean, it's a longer season. It's uh, more of an opportunity to train. It's where they want to be anyway. I don't see why there's an artificial barrier there. Um, the people who benefit are obviously college fans, but I might even go ahead and say that returning to a system where people are playing two, three, four years, teams are kind of uh, able to make successive runs at it might be a more enjoyable college basketball experience anyway you kind of have rivalries back that you, way you might have it's it, like because yeah. you have like it's more it's more like player rivalries you always right. have a school rivalries but it brings back a little players i don't know dude if it were me i would have to be like lebron t-mac level good to not go to college i think like even going to college for one year just to play basketball and like dick around would Sounds pretty great to me. No, it sounds like a blast. Yeah. It really does. It really does. And but college basketball is sick. No, it like is. I mean, team, in front of the crowd. Like if, if you're that good, your team is automatically, I mean, you're going to make the tournament more likely than not. Right. Like, you, and you, you know, who knows what happens then? No, I mean, uh, speaking of unknowns, I guess the big risk is injury, right? Right. So you go to college, you get hurt, your draft but stock is lowered. That's the thing. Even that, it's kind of been proven that that's not really a big thing. I feel like even when these kids get hurt, they're still getting picked in no. the first round. Yeah. I mean, I think these, these teams are, I mean, technology, and I feel like it's just come such a long way. You used to, you used to tear your ACL yeah, and be not the same. done, and now it's, you know, you're back better than ever. You're bouncier. Look at Zach Levine. I feel like yeah. he's torn both. Seriously. D. Rose. Um, and then I guess in other um, NBA news, um, the play-in tournament is going to be permanent. So this is as of uh, – they've been doing it two – Well, not yet. The board still has to approve oh, it. Oh, but it's looking but like it's it will be. They're assuming it's going to be approved. Yeah, so it's been the past two seasons where they've done the thing where it's like if you're the 10th seed, uh, you have an opportunity to actually make the playoffs. I think it's great. I think it's good fun. Clearly the fans think it's good fun. The league thinks it's good fun. Um, what do you think? I, I like the playing tournament. At first, I was pretty skeptical, but mm -hmm. this year I enjoyed it. The one thing I do not want them to do is like the, all this talk about the midseason tournament. A midseason tournament sounds completely useless and like a waste of these players' energy. I don't think anybody would even give a crap about it. Right. But the playing tournament, um, I like it. I like the energy. I think Patrick Beverly, you know, he, he really brought it. That's where mm -hmm. those type of guys can really shine. Yeah. You know, that you're not going to see them in the conference finals. You're not going to see them in the finals, but they'll. Give it their all for that it's, eighth seed. It's it, speaking of March Madness and college basketball. I feel like it does have that allure. You know, it's like winner take all elimination games. Yeah, you know, so that that is exciting to bring into the NBA. Um, I like best of seven. I think is the way to do a series. Uh, I mean, previously historically, it's it's been best of three. It's been best of five. I think seven is appropriate. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, none of these teams playing in the play in are a serious threat anyway. But at least gives those fans an opportunity to you know feel like they're a part of some sort of meaningful basketball. Well, dude, it is. It's funny you bring up the thing about being best of seven being ideal. I think best of seven is great, obviously, for maybe like the second round and on. I think it's fine that they do it in the first round. I think they have to do it for mm -hmm. the first round. But sometimes those best of seven series in the first round are kind of a snooze fest. Like it's like the one eight. It's a two seven. Like this just ends up being a sweep or like the games just aren't interesting. Right. But when you have the playing it kind of gives you a taste of that like high energy playoff basketball like early right off the bat 100 for it yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we're fans of it yep yep um, um well I've, I've, i'm rattling a bunch off my list why don't you why don't you mix in one i still got another college basketball thing though well, yeah let's do let's do one more college basketball thing because i don't have anything else uh basketball related on, on on my docket yeah well what i wanted to bring up is that the ncaa is going to be bringing back the carrier series of sorts um so 
The last time they played was in 2013, uh, but the first time they played was 2011. Um, interestingly enough, it was on 11 11 11. Uh, it was a game. It's, it's an angel number. It's, yeah, as they say. Um, this was a game played on an aircraft carrier uh, between UNC and Michigan State. Uh, about 8,000 fans in attendance, including Obama and his family and a bunch of other people back in the day. But guess who? Uh, who were who was on those UNC and Michigan State teams? You said 2011. 2011. It's a long time ago. Was Draymond on that team? No, I don't think That's it was pre-Draymond. But, Draymond might have been. I don't think he was on the team, but it was Harrison Barnes, wow. John Henson, Adrian Payne. Um, Draymond actually probably was on that. Draymond team. probably wasn't that. Yeah. Damn, Draymond's old then. Yeah, because um, he was drafted in 2012. Dude, that's cool, though. I love, you know what, they got to start doing more of that. I feel like they kind of stopped during COVID. They stopped doing cool stuff. Obviously, they haven't done this game for a while. Right. But bring back this. They used to do, this is really a long time ago, they used to do WWE matches mm. at an army base. Yeah. That was always good fun. Yeah. Um, they used to do a tennis match on top of that really high building in Dubai. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it begs the question, in general, like, uh, obviously, hockey does um, the Winter Classic, which is outside. Should the NBA, the NCAA, these other sports, so I guess tennis is already outside, but some of these sports that are traditionally indoors, should they be entertaining more unorthodox outdoor sort of things? I mean, MLB, to your point, they did the Field of Dreams game, right? That Which was is cool. like, it's that just was cool, great. it's different, it's mixing it up. Like, should the NBA take their talents to a park somewhere? Well, let's think about it. Football was started outside. They kept playing outside. Then they built domes. Mm-hmm. So they do both. Right. Baseball started outside. They built domes. They do both. Why can't the NBA go the other way? Right. Build an outdoor build. I mean, it is the winter, so I kind of just screwed myself on that right. one. But, you know, I mean, it's something you have to do it. probably early in the season. And, I mean, going back to what you said about the midseason tournament, nobody wants to see that. No one w- wants to see that at all. But if they started the season with some sort of, like, preseason tournament, that means literally nothing. It's just NBA preseason, but it was outside. That would be cool. I mean, dude, or even what if they did, like, one of the Christmas Day games at, like, Arizona State you know, on the football field? Or cool. like something like that. Oh, or just like, like go somewhere warm. Yeah, go yeah. somewhere warm, yeah. play outside. Or yeah. like played in like Dodger Stadium in LA or yeah. something like that. Spice it up. Yeah, hey. I'm sure the players like it, although they'll probably fuck with their line of sight. And but, you Christmas know, they're pros. schedule. I'm sure they want to go home. But well, I mean, you know, they, some of them are playing away games They're, they're anyway. playing anyway. Yeah. yeah, might as well have to do something cool with it. It's like the biggest uh, NBA day of the year. Um, but going back to your point about Obama being at that game, um, not to make this political, I'm going to avoid that completely, but politics aside, the best thing about Obama's presidency was how into sports he was. Yep. He would always do the, I would live for the, uh, when he would do his bracket on ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know what was good was uh, the playlists, when he would drop uh, the, the tunes he was listening to. No, I didn't I know. Still, I remember that. I think he still <laughs> yeah. does that. Uh, I kind of doubt he listens to that, but I mean, I could, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, on the topic of college athletics, um, so Texas A&M hasn't been very good at football in a few years. Since Johnny Money. Since, yeah, Johnny Money. Manziel, no? Is he Texas Well, A&M? they had Pat Mahomes. Oh. Yeah. Right. So they haven't been very good since Pat Mahomes, and even when they had him, they weren't that good. Um, they're putting in $200 million to a brand new facility. That's a lot of cash. It's an OD they're, amount they're of cash. They're the latest um, Power 5 school to join the uh, facilities arms race. Yeah, what's what's up with that? Obviously, it's recruiting, but I think also, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I feel like if you don't spend the money, you don't get it back. You have to justify your budgets, and so yeah, you, that money has to go somewhere. It's like yeah. an advertising budget. Yeah, but I don't know. You think 
I mean, I, I doubt the players. I think it is purely for recruiting and to say they put $200 million into I, a facility. I mean, I don't think it's improving performance by very much. I didn't do this research, so I have no idea, but I would love to know the relative age of their current facilities. Because I imagine the current facilities they have are not decrepit, are not falling apart, are not super old. I bet they're incredibly useful. I bet they serve their purpose, right? Like, this to me, I mean, I, once again, I don't know, but it, it just seems a bit egregious. Well, I, it's all about the ancillary things. I bet yeah. you they'll have a, a mini golf course, yep. a uh, uh, some like a, a wave pool, one some, of, some unnecessary training facility. One of those lasers things. that scans your forehead to see if you've got uh, the swine flu. Yep, swine. I mean, I mean <laughs> <laughs> weight racks yeah. on weight racks. I don't know. I'm sh- I would love to. I'm curious about the ROI on, on that $200 million investment. I mean, I feel like we're, we've become so accustomed to large numbers that in many ways they lose their meaning. But, I mean, obviously there's the, the building material and there's labor that I'm sure is expensive. But h- how can a building be that expensive? It's a big old building. That's what I'll say. I don't know. Um, but, but speaking of buildings, actually, uh, let's talk Heinz Field. So the Steelers uh, stadium traditionally called Heinz Field because um, Heinz bought the naming rights in 2001. They were 20 year, it was a 20 year contract since expired. They chose not to extend it or renew it. Uh, so now the new name of the stadium is uh, Acrisure Field. What does that company do? No clue. Um, but Heinz had a bargain. You know, they, they got the naming rights for $57 million. Um, let me see what Acrisure does. Well, dude, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because in 2001, you had, the, the, you had Staples purchase the rights to that stadium, and you had Heinz, a, a catch-up brand. And now you have um, Crypto.com, StockX. Yeah, it's an insurance company. FTX. Could have guessed that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's... It's, times are changing. Yeah, I mean, no one's interested in staples, office supplies. Nobody's interested in ketchup. It's time that these stadiums get names that are with the times. Dude, the NBA, they're... Oh, I mean, not the NBA. It's, it's almost it's like the MLB, if they wanted to... If they, if they wanted to smarten up, they would start naming these stadiums like after some, some companies. Yeah. Like, they're losing so much money. It's Fenway Park, Wrigley, Wrigley Field, yeah. Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Like, where's the, the, where's, fans, where's, the, where's the dollars? The fans would be in an uproar, I'm sure. They would. Um, what else we got here? Seriously, so, so um, I saw this the other day, but Matthew Berry is leaving ESPN, and it's almost like the, the end of an era. Matthew Berry is like the only... Fantasy. He's the only fantasy analyst I've ever really known. He was like the first popular fantasy analyst ever. He made, he made fantasy interesting. He really did. He was a, a trailblazer. Well, so this is a tribute to him. Yeah, it really is. But he, he, I wonder if he'll go anywhere. He's 52 years old. Um, net worth of $2 million. Thought it'd be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he's, he's taking another job. If, you were to, if I had to guess, he's probably going to like some like DFS company. DFS. I was going to say DraftKings or something like that yeah. for like a buck. But yeah. I no, know. I mean, that's probably, I mean, do you think it'll be an arms race for his talents? I don't know. ESPN certainly going to be far less interesting now. They that that was a big blow to them. He was supposed to. And then, well, there's a little drama to it. He was supposed to have one more year in his contract, but he's bailing. Oh, yeah. Ex- he wants out early. Yeah. Maybe maybe he, he knows something we don't. He was entering into the final year, and he was like, then out of nowhere, he's like, today's my last day. Wow. Hmm. Maybe maybe something's going to implode at ESPN. You he's know, getting out while he can. When are we going to start getting 
year contracts. What contracts? When we started getting yearly contracts. Yeah, you know, tired of this week by week, or, uh, show by show. Yeah, when when we start, we, we need the long term deals yeah. here. You know, we're really we're shielding our audience from an onslaught of advertisements, paid and sponsorships. Like, should be getting paid like real professionals. Yeah, like live. Yeah, <laughs> we, we want we want guaranteed guaranteed money. Um, boy, that'd be nice, huh? Be great. Why why don't the Saudis sponsor us? They should. I dude. I would. I would. I'll talk. I'll talk about live. Live all day. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll, th- I'll be golf, but louder. We could be loud. We. We could be podcast, but louder. That should be our Dude, new tagline. That's. A, that's a good pod name. Yeah. Podcast. Sports, but louder. but louder. We're not very loud, but that's a damn yeah, good yeah, name. Yeah, that's good. It's almost better than considered settled. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, on, it's, on the, it's on the same tier. Um, the same that's tier. A, you, you could do that for anything. X, but louder. Oh yeah, that's that's a naming template yeah. right there. That's a money template. They had a they had they had a consulting group come in for that one. It yeah, been just that's, that's that free out. game. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so <laughs> I was they, that's that's what they did on that <laughs> website. <laughs> they didn't think of that one in house. Saudis didn't think of that. Um, but I don't know why I thought of this, but I think I saw some announcement about I don't know. I was just thinking about video games or something. But um, oh, because. Madden just gave Trent Williams a 99 overall rating. I saw that first lineman. Yeah, right? first lineman. So any video you could pick any video game, but if you were, er, you as Sam Darkwa, if you could pick any rating in any sports video game to have 99, what would it be? So that could be like dunk, three pointer, speed, uh, dribbling, passing, or uh, I don't know, wrist shot or serve anything. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, only one attribute? One attribute, not like a sport where you're 99 overall. Like you could be a 60 overall, but you're just filthy at one y- thing. You know what? Uh, can I pick for each major game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, MLB, uh, like hit power, easy. Right, yeah. easy. I want to hit bombs constantly. <laughs> that, that's, that goes without saying. If I'm a pitcher, uh, pitch speed or whatever. You know, I want to throw lasers. Um, hockey. I actually haven't really played the show, but I imagine there's a there's an attribute for stick skills. Right. That would be nice. Yeah, like yeah, Deacon and like all that stuff. Like the hockey equivalent of dribbling. Right. Um, in football, I mean, I feel like speed is the go-to, but I actually think I would pick trucking. Dude, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter which position you are either. Like obviously a skilled player to some extent, but yeah, trucking. Um. And I guess if, if defense hit power, <laughs> <laughs> there's a theme here. Yeah, there's a theme. Yeah, I, I want big. You want to fuck shit up yeah. out there? Yeah, and then basketball. Man, you know my gripes with 2K, but a money attribute. I mean, probably something like I mean, court you, awareness. No, you don't want to <laughs> wait. Well, for the CPU, that's what that's what they need. You don't want to waste on something like blocks. Uh, you don't even want to waste on steel. I mean, three point I think makes sense. Uh, dunk makes sense. Um, I, I don't think dribbling's all that necessary, but uh, I don't think quick is quickness. Quickness is quickness a thing is anymore. a thing. I think it might be. Yeah, agility. Well, I'll, I'll just go three point shot. I right. mean, th- that's ninety nine. Come on. No, that's good. That was a good. That was a great answer. I put you on the spot. I don't have anything prepared, no. but I think. Well, what about FIFA? Actually, I didn't say soccer. Oh, FIFA. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, probably same as hockey. It probably just would want to have all the curves. Can you do that? Like that, the way you bend it? Yeah, yeah that'd be kick sick. And style. Bend it like Beckham. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, baseball, I think I would go with uh, 
like, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess power is good, mm. but also like I feel like fielding. Oh, like yeah. it'd be cool making diving catches that's everywhere. As shit. Oh, actually, no, that's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You're diving. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe that's what it is. Vertical. So that when you're oh, in, yeah. out in the outfield, you're just making making gigan- like yeah. snags on the wall. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, football. I think I would go with spec catch. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, like Odell. Yeah, I mer- I'll, I'll never forget when Larry Fitz had 99 spec catch. Yeah. That was those were the cheat code. Route 99 route running. Yeah, <laughs> NBA. I mean, 2K. I think I want to go passing. I want to oh. be out there, no look passes behind oh, the back, double click yeah. circle. That's no, that'd that, be good fun. That's the right answer right yeah. there. That's the right answer. Pick and roll all day. Um, what was the other one? Hockey. I don't know. Fighting. <laughs> that'd be fun. And then FIFA. Yeah, I guess the bending. But speed in FIFA is probably elite. It's probably what you need. Yeah. yeah. Make um, a little short player with, with great foot skills. Yeah. Oh no, header. Oh, Header would be yeah, good fun. Yeah. yeah, a six six seven stallion. Yeah, from yeah. Bulgaria. Header and, and vertical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd a, be good. Fun. A unicorn of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> there that guy. Uh, there is one of those. Ibrahimovic. Yeah. That's literally what he is. Mm. Um, He's old now. Yeah, MLS. Whatever happened to th- Messi coming to the MLS? That that rumor it's really died bull, down. Bull jive is what yeah, that we, is. We lied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Um, all right, what else we got here? Should we talk about the Olympic uh, flag football stuff? Yeah, so so what's happening? Um, you, you probably have more context than I, but the IOC, which is like the committee of, around the Olympics that um, determines you know what sports are in and a number of other matters around the Olympics, are uh, wondering, are pondering, including flag football as an event in 2028. Um, keep in mind, actually, football was once upon a time an Olympic sport, yep. just once, briefly, very briefly, in 1932 as a demonstration sport. So obviously football has changed so much since 1932. And some of the things that have been um, essentially holding it back is that it's a game where you know a team and these players, his, the way we run it today, need a week off. Right. It's also obviously very U.S. centric. There's the uh, injuries and whatnot. It's not necessarily an international game. I think that excuse is weak uh, because there's a number of sports that other countries dominate in and it's not a big deal. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, I mean, my gut reaction is that the U.S. would probably just wipe the floor. But it is flag football. Right. Um, I don't know. I think all you would have a lot of countries that would be like forced to like learn the rules of football mm. on the fly. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a contingent in most nations. Not, maybe not most. I'm, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I would not be surprised if in most countries you could find 15 people who currently play football today and are the best football players in each country. Well, people love the NFL in Europe. That's like a big right. thing, and that's kind of the driving. The, the NFL is really pushing this well, with yeah. the IOC because they're trying to purportedly drive. It's a marketing scheme. They want to drive a billion dollars in annual international growth for the next 10 years. And this is like a big thing for that. Um, I think flag football is interesting Mm. because... um, I I think it's it's level... It's it's more of an even playing playing field. field, But I think all of a sudden you have a lot more strategy involved. Because I think they play on a smaller field. Like Mm. you really got to like run sophisticated plays to kind of get open because everyone's like freak athletes. It'd be incredibly difficult to make the American team. I don't know how you whittle that squad down. Yeah, seriously. Um... I assume it would be, what, like seven on seven? Is, is that the new dream team? Yeah, who do you throw out there? Who's that quarterback? Does Brady come well, out of well, retirement well, to play the Olympics? Well, that's the thing. Do you – is it NFL? Is it, like, is it current NFL players? Is it 
amateurs of sort? I mean, is it the crop of players who typically go to play in, like, Canada? Like, Jeez, that's a good question. I mean, I would hope they'd bring – and I think the NFL would probably insist that yeah. they send their guys. Right. Um, but it would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the remedy for the, the piece about it needing a week off, I don't think, obviously, that applies in flag you football. Send linemen? No. Because it's flag football, right? There's no, I mean, there's one lineman I'd typically, right? I'd be sick right? if I was a lineman. Not going to go to the Olympics. No, it's a shame. But what they really should do is send them to go uh, throw. They should go send them to toss things. Yeah. Well, those guys, they, they lose a lot of weight when they need to. Yeah. So they could, they could slim down. I mean, I would watch it. I'm sure it would actually be incredibly like, fun to watch. Like, it doesn't sound like a boring sport to watch. It, I, even if the U.S. wipes the floor with people, I'm sure they'd still be relatively competitive games. Um, is flag, like, obviously it's like you pull the flag, but there's, there's some contact, surely. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be some rules about like how how hard you could actually hit people. I don't know all yeah. the intricacies of. Yeah. Well, do you think flag. it'll do you think it'll go through? I bet I bet it'll go through. Yeah. It's also gonna those 2028 Olympics are also gonna be in LA. Right. So like, I think it's gonna happen, dude. If freaking skateboarding <laughs> is back in the Olympics, they can freaking put flag football yeah. in. The the definition of what is an Olympic sport is has broadened. It's it's becoming gray. Yeah. Um, that was all I really had on the, on this docket. You might have, I know you've probably had a couple other things. Well, to, yeah, to let's throw let's in. foray into the part where we kind of talk business. So I have two things to talk about overall broadly. I, I don't have. More. Oh wait, wait! I have one more sports thing. Yeah. Um, so Real Madrid. I think it's Real Madrid. They're yeah. the ones with the new stadium, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Real Madrid is building a completely new stadium um, to replace their current one, and this one will be able to support not only their soccer teams, football, but also American football basketball and tennis and the interesting thing is that the stadium they won't be manually changing any of the fields the mm. stadium effectively builds and rebuilds itself for each of these new sports yeah and I, I saw that in the graphic or like the video that was sent but was that just a demonstration in video or is that actually how it operates like I think it that's doesn't actually have how it operates oh, well sick. I mean sure there's I'm sure there's employees yeah. to maintain it but I think it's similar to how the Arizona Cardinals stadium is, where they just wheel in new grass. Yeah. But this is just they're storing turf, like cards, under the stadium. It's, it's incredibly interesting. Right. Is that the future of stadiums? I think so. I all, mean, in, all in one arenas? I mean, we're living in the future. And so things that are coming out today, more or less, you can assume, probably become commonplace. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, why, why would you... If you're going to spend all that money to put a stadium up, Obviously, it needs to be multi-use, but it also needs to be able to transition quickly, right? And so if that means making it do it on its own versus needing to have 350 people ready to, you know, make these transitions, to me, it's a no-brainer. Whoa, 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 whoa. What I just realized, is this going to be an outdoor basketball stadium? Whoa, with the, the grass? I mean... If people are listening to they this They said pod, they're going to play basketball there. They said they're going to play basketball. I don't know if, I, I don't know if it's I mean, a dome. I mean... It looked like it could be enclosed. Damn. I mean, because retractable ceilings. Yeah. It definitely has that. Damn it. If you're spending whatever much they're spending, you don't have retractable ceilings, you're spending, you're overspending. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I just, uh, not to go back to this, I just want to see them put a parquet floor outside. Is that so much to ask for? No, I mean, isn't it modular? Like, yeah, they could literally in, in put concept, it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> throw some hoops out there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with the aircraft carrier. Surely it was windy. That was a prime example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a low-scoring game. They probably sure. realized early on there's no point really shooting. Yeah, got to yeah. get to the hoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, I, I mean, I don't have much. Uh, we, we, we don't have to keep these too long, but I wanted to talk cultivated meat. You're going to have to explain that for me. Yeah, so basically, um, cultivated meat is real animal products, right? So it is, it is, for all intents and purposes, identical to chicken, identical to beef, identical to turkey, lamb, name your meat. Is this like beyond meat or is no. it still real meat? No, it is real meat. The difference being that it's made in a lab. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And so the process, obviously I'm no scientist, but essentially they get a uh, animal cell of sorts and they put it into, uh, you know, like a culture. It's probably like the same way how a skin graft works. I would sort imagine. Of, yeah. Right. So they feed this cell and it multiplies until it is a lump of meat. I mean, it, it is always technically a lump of it's meat. It's kind of gross if you think about it. When you think of it that way, but it's actually probably cleaner. It definitely takes less resources yeah. than how we traditionally get meat. Don't have to kill an animal. Don't have to kill an animal um, and probably taste the exact same. Yep. I don't, I don't have much to say on it. But I, wa- I am curious if it tastes the same because I think a lot of what goes into the taste of meat is what they're fed. Yeah, I mean, potentially, right? Yeah. Uh, or actually, no, not even potentially. I mean, they literally say grass-fed beef on right. the, the thingies. But um, my thinking is uh, it will be a thing here if the number... I mean, currently, it's super expensive. So, like, the unit economics don't make sense. But in Singapore, they their regulatory bodies approved it in 2020. Uh, so companies out there have been feeding people, uh, you know, lab-grown chicken for some time now. Does that gross you out? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you just, like, put it in front of me, I, like, I could eat it. But, like, the thought of it is just, like, it, it's kind of off-putting. I mean, would you watch a YouTube video of, like, the, the start and finish from how current chicken makes it into your no, mouth? No, I don't want to see that either. Um, <laughs> but at least that's, you know, conventional, and I'm used to the thought of it. You I mean, I, I, I don't want to think about the, the whole hot dog thing. Oh, how hot, those hot are made? dogs are those, those are disgusting. No, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, nothing about the way we currently eat food is natural. Obviously, there's whole supply chains dedicated to food making it to our plate, right? And so, um, my I don't I didn't have much to say necessarily, but two billion dollars has been invested in it in this country um, as of late, and there's over two hundred startups working on it. And just for comparison, two billion went into Live Golf. The Saudis aren't playing yeah. when it comes to their golf. Or their meat. Or their meat. Or actually, more than 100 startups, um, not 200. But sure, surely they will hit that amount. Um, and then the last thing I want to touch on was, did you see the James Webb telescope? You saw those pictures? I did. You know, I, I, I was, oddly enough, I was seeing, seeing it all over LinkedIn. People liking it left and right. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, what's the word? You know, I, it's a long time coming. Well, I, I texted you today. That's what sparked my, my text. Where I was like, yeah. you know, sometimes you really just got to wonder what the, what the hell is up there. You know, so the, the first picture that they had released, the um, array of galaxies, you could Yeah, call what it. is that? What, what is it? I, I really know nothing about it. What is that looking at? What is it looking at? Yeah. It's just looking at a point in the sky. From Earth. Yeah, so if you held up a grain of sand up into the sky, that is essentially the tiny bit of the sky that it's zooming into. Right. And there's thousands of galaxies in that one speck. So you can imagine... I mean, they say that for, I mean, first and foremost, I imagine there's so much sand on Earth that is a gigantic number. They say for every grain of sand on Earth, there are 10,000 stars. Damn. It's an absurd you know, amount. You can't tell me there, there aren't hum- more, more humans out there. Well, they probably don't look like us, but maybe. 
I mean, what if there's another salmon though doing this exact same thing right now? That'd be nutty. That'd be yeah. That'd be real nutty. <laughs> they're and they're probably eating fake meat. Yeah, they're they're ahead of us. <laughs> they're ahead of the game. But no. So basically, the James Webb Telescope took an infrared photo. I'm sure it was like colorized or normalized so that it looked a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. But the images that it captured, uh, some of them, some of those stars that were pictured from like 13 billion years ago. You know that that's what NASA. That's what they got to start doing again. They got to get people excited about space. That's what they got to do. I mean, obviously, you know, the last nobody time wants to fly on the edge of the atmosphere. We want to know no. what's what's way out there. They they got to get sexy again, those NASA folks. I mean, landing on the moon's good fun, and you know, we, we got to stick it to our geopolitical rivals. But it's time they they give us that that next hit. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we need it. A showstopper. I mean, you know, part of it is that the American public lost uh, interest in the space program, actually, after, you know, the moon landing. And um, obviously there was incidents like the Challenger blew up and, you know, Apollo 13 was somewhat of a failure. All of these things. But I think now with uh, the private rush into space, like you mentioned, people just paying 400 grand to float for a couple minutes. Like, uh, I think with these photographs that will be returning to us, the excitement will be Growing. I mean, keep in mind, this is a telescope that got started, like, being built in the 90s. Dude, I just need, like, NASA to, I mean, they already partnered with SpaceX. Mm. We need them to hook up with Red Bull yep. and just do some crazy shit. They just need to drop someone. From for, actual space. Yeah. Not just the atmosphere. No, like, they need to, they need to Suspend- start them, like, very far. Like, very like, obviously in space. Just kick them. Give them some, like, materials. Give them food. Give them mm. water. Just leave them out there. What they should do, Red Bull, I hope you're listening, is build a gigantic slingshot in space yep, and pull it back. Like, I'm not even kidding when I say gigantic. I mean, like, actually, like, a, maybe a mile long, like, a super long, what do you call the thing in a, a thing? But pull back this Red Bull stud, astronaut, release it, and bring them into Earth, but then catch them. Like, you need to do something on that level. I mean, somebody... Somebody out there will sign up for that. Oh, 100%. Some thrill seeker, probably the guy who jumped out of the atmosphere, he'll do it. Well, you know what? Forget everything I just said. What they need to do is like repeat that same stunt, but just like triple the height. Or just start doing some shit on the moon. Yeah. Bring like 10, a squad of 10 out to the moon. Bring LeBron to the moon Bring like, and just have him out there running around something. I'm sure he'd do it. Maybe. Maybe he'd do it. I mean, you know... Astronauts are J.R. Smith would do it. Astronauts are in incredible physical shape. They are. We probably should be looking towards our professional athletes and suiting them up. I mean, yeah. obviously, they, they lack the knowledge and those physics. Are P- those are PhDs. Those are, are very, very smart, smart folk. people, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm looking forward to more photographs coming out of um, the, the telescope. I'm excited to see what's out there. Um, like you said, you can't look at all those images in space and be like, there's not a single fish there, or there's not a single bird or, you know, there's, there's not a single-celled bacteria. You know, you it's know, almost naive to think we're the only folks here. Some of the, some of the folks out there probably know we're here. They've probably seen us here. Well, you know what they say, actually, um, and obviously this is all uh, speculation, right? As far as we know, it's N of 1. We, as far as we know, we're alone. Um, but they say that just given the sheer age of uh, just our galaxy, right? It's been around for a while, and um, assuming how long it takes for potentially a, a space-faring species to exist, that um, it actually doesn't take that long to like take over the galaxy, right? And so that the fact that there aren't people all over the place 
probably uh, uh, it probably implies that there isn't any other species nearby. Maybe we'll have to. I think this is enough to to start a space podcast. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, Maybe that's what we'll start incorporating. It'll be sports, business, and space. Sports, but louder. (laughs) (laughs) Space, but louder. All right. Good stuff. I waited here for you.